0: scenes and stuff that where the magi and the camels were all there at the birth that's not true they were not there at the birth uh, the shepherds were there and, and the town of Bethlehem was there but not the magi they would have came yeah, nobody really knows for sure but probably a year to between the age of one and three Jesus would have been one to three years old when they showed up but they were still following this star that was a, a unique one of a kind star um uh, and in those days, they never named the planets. They really didn't have the names for planets yet. They were just called stars. Everything was a star. To them, Pluto was a star or, or Venus was a star, whatever. It's all called stars. So we, when you hear them talk about stars, some of these stars, it could be planets coming together. At that time, Jupiter and Venus would have been coming together, would have really made us this, uh, this enormous brightness in the sky. Whether that was it or not, we do not know. But uh, those are the things in the past, in the history, they just didn't, they didn't talk like we talk now. So you have to, they kind of, when they used words a lot of times, they were trying to to draw words into your mind. So when they say stars, it could be planets, it could be a lot of different things up there. Uh, The Magi, we're going to start out in here a minute out of Daniel, out of chapter 5, verse 12. Uh, And the Magi, uh, the real start in Daniel is going to show you something about the Magi. At this time, we have the United States and we have China, we have Russia. And when we had the Cold War going on, it was United States and Russia. pretty much were in a Cold War for many, many years. And uh, we wasn't at war, but we were still at some kind of craziness. And at this time in history, Rome was pretty much dominant, but Persia was dominant over the, over the world. And during, during they, they captured Babylon, they took all the Israelites in, uh, to, to Persia. Daniel would have been one of those. Uh, they were at a cold war. Sometimes Persia would come in and take over Jerusalem, and then Rome would get pushed out, and other times Rome would come in and take over Jerusalem, and Persia would get pushed out, which is Iran today. Persia is Iran today. So it was a cold war. There was always a battle going on. Herod would be the king at some times, and other times he would run off because here comes another army coming in. There was always this cold war thing going on. But at the Christmas time, at this time, it was Rome over that, but the Magi came from Persia. They came from Iran. They came from a little. Best we know is they come from a little town called Civey, in Persia. At least one of them did. Now, who has ever heard of Marco Polo? He was a traveler. Uh, Marco Polo had traveled in that area uh, about 500 years ago, and he went to the grave sites of these Magi, and that's how we know they came from a little town called Civey. They have a. They have a grave site still. Made up to this day for those Magi's that talks about a, a long travel they took. They would have been on camels. There would have been a bunch of them. There wouldn't have been a few of them. There would have been. It would have been an entourage. I mean, these are Magi's they planned this out. Camels can travel about 16 miles a day. So, are you liking this inside a little bit? It's about 16 miles a day. It would have took three months to get there and three months home. So they spent first of all they, they spent six months out of their life following a star a star six months Um, when they got to Bethlehem at that time the poppy anybody know the population of Bethlehem what it might have been at that time you go 200 people that was pretty much the population of Bethlehem at that time 200 that's kind of I thought it would have been more than that That's kind of a shocker for me Uh, it's about five miles outside of Jerusalem just a little little trip outside of Jerusalem so that's where we're that's kind of some background where we're going to get started today um have to turn around and look a lot today because of, can't get, yeah, keep, deep in the darkness appeared a star now that deep in the darkness something we wrote that is a it's not just the the, the sky the darkness sky but it, it, up until this time there was no way that we were going to enter the gates of heaven uh, no matter if the Old Testament New Testament everybody enters the gates of heaven through Jesus Christ amen in the Old Testament they looked ahead to the Messiah. In the New Testament, we look back to the Messiah. They had to have faith in the Messiah. They had to have faith in what they were doing about God. They couldn't live by the Ten Commandments, nor can we today. We can't be good enough. There had to be a Savior. So up until this time in history, in the history of the world, there was no really hope for mankind. And now comes the darkness is going to be lit up by the light. And by that beautiful star lights up the heavens that man can pay attention And find their way. Now, in in our history today, we have a lot of movie stars, a lot of footballs. I saw little Dylan. Where's Dylan? He's over there with the other. He's got a Cincinnati jersey on. I think. What's it? Where's uh, Sean? Sean, there he is. Come here, Dylan. Come on, run up here real quick. I was talking to this little man this morning. He gave me an. He gave me an idea. You see that shirt? He's number 18. Now, who is that? AJ Green, right? Is that who you like? Is that your star? Yeah. Well, you know who it was probably last week. It was the, it was the quarterback over in Philadelphia, but he got hurt. So it's no longer his star. He's A.J. Green. Is that right? No, I thought the three told me. I thought it was Adrian Rogers too a while back that he got hurt. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, so your star today is A.G. Green, right? Or A.J. Green, right? Okay. And you got his jersey on, and he's okay. Go sit down. Thank you. Little kid. Anyway, we all look up to stars. Whether it's a, a movie star, whatever it is, we kind of look up to those people, but they can always let us down. They can get hurt, they can do different things, always let us down. Years ago in the 70s, there used to be this this thing, I'm going to tell you what it was in a minute. We, my dad called me one night. He said, "Paul, get over here to the house." He was always dad, you'd had to know my dad. So me and Vicky come run over. We were really young. I don't uh, the babies Ryan would have been a little baby and uh We go over there, and he says, look up at that sky. I look up there, and he says, there's a UFO up there. My dad was a little wacky sometimes. I say, yeah, it looks like it, Dad. I don't know what that is. Of course, this is the 70s. This is before anything, you know. And uh, he says, well, I'm going to follow that. He says, get in the car. You're going to go with me. I said, okay. Brad, were you alive back in? Missed out on that one, huh? Well, you know your grandpa, right? car and we follow around. The next thing I know, we're going all over Indianapolis looking at the sky and other people are pulled off the side of the road because there's things in the sky and it looks like something weird. And of course, UFO, right? I had a UFO some of the time there. And, and so, and I mean, that people are pulling off the roads, just looking. Everybody's out of the car looking and looking up there and pretty soon we go home and get on the TV and it's on the TV! It was on an airplane with an advertisement all the way around it. We've never seen anything like that before. Nobody could read the advertisement, yet here we are following something foolish. And that's what we are. See, we, we can follow, follow foolish things at times. There is truly one wonderful star, and his name is Jesus Christ. Amen? And that's the star we want to follow. We have our, our personal things that we do. Nothing wrong with that. But there is a true star to follow, and his name is Jesus. So deep in the darkness appeared a star. Those who followed were led to the greatest gift the world has ever known. The greatest gift the world has ever known. Christmas, that's the gift God gave his son to us on that day. The magic star, who could remain, who could remain the same after that night For they had found the author of life, amen? So they arose from the worship, filled with holy calling, a holy plan, and their passion and quest to follow the star, To eternity. And that's the Magi. Journey towards eternity. In Daniel 5.12. Somebody stand up and read that for me. I'm tired of looking. I'm going to look back. Uh, Mike, read that for me. this. I did a little bit of studying this week on that quite a bit, actually. It amazed me that God has a calling and a plan, in which we talk about a lot. A lot, But His calling and plan for the Messiah, it started way back in Genesis 3.15. Now, in Daniel, which we studied a lot in Daniel this year, Daniel, he was a wise man. He was in that area. He was the man. I mean, he would be the star of the Everybody knew him. We're talking about Daniel the lion's den. Everybody knew Daniel. And not just for the time that he was alive. He would, he would have been somebody they would have talked about over and over and over again because he took care of a king after king after king. Would come in with all their issues, whatever. And Daniel was the man everybody turned to. He was the wise man. He was a magi. These men that came here, one of the reasons they came here was because of Daniel. They learned from Daniel. What was going to take place here? To me, I thought that was just a wow thing to me. Because, see, God had this planned out hundreds of years into the past or the future, whatever you want to call it, for these magi. That was part of his plan. Without Daniel, there was a good chance the magi would have never showed up. They would have, how would they have ever even heard or understood? But because of Daniel and his love for God, those things came to place. So God has a, a plan for your life. And you know what? That plan took it started hundreds of years ago. You never know how that plan could have started. But God's plan will take hold in your life. And you'll know it when you get to heaven. All the things he had planned out for you, all the things that he did before you was even born, for your family and your grandparents and your great-grandparents, all those things, whether it was your, your genes or whether it was the history of, of what they was trying to pass down to each generation, Things were planned out for you from God. Amen? And sometimes he takes those people that are in these terrible situations and he sets them apart and he says, I'm pulling you out of this situation that you find yourself in and you're going to start a new life for your family, for the future and the futures and the future. That one day they will know my name because of you. It started, started with you. That's God's plan, his holy calling for you. For me, that's just an amazing thing. Daniel five twelve, you read that. Wise men from the east. This is the this is the story out of Matthew that talks about it. And uh sorry. Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem Judea Judea in the days of Herod the king, and anybody know about Herod the King? He was a terrible man. So I think I read the other day that there wasn't a day that went by when he was in a kingdom that he didn't kill somebody. Not a day. He killed several of his sons because he was always, he was paranoid. He was always worried that somebody was going to take over his kingdom. So every day that he was a king, he killed somebody. That's how bad of a king he was. He was not a king of the Jews. He was a king in place by Rome to overpower the Jews, to to, to control them. He who has been born King of the Jews, for we have seen His star in the east and have come to worship Him. We don't have the star today, but we've got God's Word and we got churches in every corner. You know what else we got? God's got you. He's got each one of you. I know a lot of you are sick. A lot of people are sick today, but He's got you. You. You say, well, how can I be a star? By the way you live your life. By, by who you are. By, God, by what God's doing in your life. Be excited have passion over this, God loves you so much that this plan is calling, and it's no different than anything from the past. It's the same plan, it's the same calling choosing you best way that you can be used by god, god amen. if you haven't learned how to fall in love with God yet, you can learn how to fall in love with god and there's a there's a there's a way to fall in love with God. you get down on your knees to begin with and you start right there. You take off from there. There's a lot of good Christians out there, but they're not in love with God yet. Second Timothy it reads, but you must continue in the things. We're talking about this holy calling. You must continue in things which you have learned and been assured of. That's, that's me, that's you. We, we must continue into God's word. Amen? We don't stop. No matter what takes place, no matter what ugliness comes in your life, no matter what takes place, no matter how bad you think the star is, is the is light's going out or whatever, you have got to stay foot. Do not quit. Amen? I don't like it. I, I, just, I just don't like quitters. You can't count on them, can you? you just some of you guys, I've been employed people for many years. i got other people employed people around here. You know, you, you, you get these certain employees that you know you can count on over and over and over again. And you get other ones that come in and you know you, you can't count on them. Well, see, a Christian, according to God's word, he should be always able to account on us for being the light of the world, for being that star. And that from childhood you have known the Holy Scriptures. Talk to, uh, this is Paul talking to Timothy. And that childhood of you know the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith is in Christ Jesus. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God, and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction. For instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. You don't have an excuse, do you? You know the, the people say, well, "I don't understand the Bible. I don't understand this." Well, guess what? There was a day I didn't either, and I'm not no scholar. I'm not no historian. There's a day that I didn't understand these things either. But when I fell in love with God, I fell in love with the Word of God. Amen. See, if you tell me you fall in love, with, you're in love with God, but you don't pick up the Bible. You're not in love with God. You're in love with some image of God. When you're in love with God, you study his word. You start to figure out these things. And these things like Daniel and all these other things that come into place, they're like this like Christmas candy. It's like these cookies around here. They're beautiful. And you love it. It inspires you. And that passion overwhelms you. And other people start looking at you and say there's something different. Yeah. journey. Now, we'll read here in a minute about, about the, the Magi. They come into town and they, and they they go to Herod because when they come into town, it's a big deal. You know, the population of Bethlehem is 200. I don't know what the population of Jerusalem is at that time, but it wouldn't have been real huge. So An entourage, first, first of all, coming from a, a country called Persia, which they're in a Cold War with, they're coming into town with a lot of people, a lot of camels, a lot of equipment. Three months journey. They're going to buy things for their journey back. It's going to be a big deal. So as soon as they come into town, Herod, the king, knows about it. Now they're coming to town, and I would suspect the whole time, the three months, they're looking up every night, and they're seeing this. They know where they're going. They don't know exactly where they're going. But they know they're going to the Israel. They know where they're going to Jerusalem. And they're looking up this, and they think, man, I bet there's big festivities going on in Jerusalem because the king of the king, king of kings have been born. I bet. I bet this and I bet that. You ever been to a movie and you think a oh, movie's going to be great and you get there and you think, what am I doing? Am I doing here? These magi are coming in in three months of excitement, coming to you, because they know. They're, they know where they're going. They remember the Daniel and all his writings and all the talkings and all the things about God that he talked about. They know. And they're following a beautiful star.
1: And they pull up to Jerusalem.
0: Because a thousand miles, they just came, and they're they come into a town that the, everybody should know what's going on, and nobody knows anything. But it doesn't deter them. It doesn't deter them. They keep going. They don't stop because of other people. Their eyes and their heart and their love is on the water. Everybody say the star. The star. Know where it's going to lead. Don't look to other people. good lesson right there. Don't look anybody else to fulfill your joy or to fulfill your calling and your plans that God has for you from other people. Look to God. Keep your eyes on the star. Amen? It's magnificent. It will fulfill your life. It's a dark journey without the star of God's holy light, leading to failure and at least to death. The eternity that's where Herod and all of Jerusalem's at right now. When Herod the king heard this, so he got news to Herod. So you know it wasn't just three guys coming into town. We're not even sure it was three guys. We just believe it was three people because of the three gifts. We assume it's three men, three magi, wisdom, uh, with wisdom or, or nobles, whatever they might be. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled. Shouldn't he? If he's the king of the Jews, shouldn't he be in amazement? Oh, no, not completely the opposite. The man of dark, man of great hatred, man that's totally looking out for himself, self-only. When when your focus is only on yourself, you'll never see God. Amen. You're going to miss the star, just like all those people in that time frame. This is either a year to three years later. Every single one of them from that moment of the birth of that night to this moment have missed it. They have missed it. And You know they it's only five miles to Bethlehem. You know without even, you don't have to read the scriptures. You know because we know how things happen. When people, something happens it goes to the next town, the next community or whatever, it happens. You know they had to know there was something special happened that night, but it seems like nobody cares. Except for the people in Bethlehem. Now the child being born. Not to those men. Not to those men. Not to the shepherd, Not to us. The perfect child. It was the son of God. Amen. You'll miss God. You'll miss Christ if you're not looking. We have churches on every corner. We have things everywhere. And yet, there's kids that will come in this church, maybe five, six years old, never heard the name Jesus. So that's, that's that's something that ought to just ought to break your heart. There's 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 grown-ups that have not a clue about this wonderful story we're talking, the history we're talking about. They don't have they they don't have a clue of the details and the things. They don't have any idea because they missed it. They're not interested, like all of Jerusalem. But for those that God has given a calling to and a i could tell anything to the church every church is that you have got to realize how blessed eternity's gates are going to be open amen so Just get that in your mind eternity's gates are going to be open to the ones that call upon jesus but yet the majority of the world the majority of the people that have lived in this world will never enter those gates never but for whatever reason god has called you out you had listened to god you saw the light, you saw the star, you, you brought it into your life, you are truly blessed. And because of that blessing, we are to go out and tell others about that blessing because it should overwhelm us. Amen? I don't know where I was at. So they said to him, in Bethlehem of Judah. So they looked up in Micah, Micah 5.2 tells you where the, where the Son of God was going to be born at. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all of Jerusalem were with him. All of everybody, it's, it's a big thing going on, you know? It's like when Santa Claus comes, everybody's ah, 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 ah. See, at the end of the parade of the Macy parade. Everybody's looking forward to that. I don't give two hoots about it, but a lot of people are, because that's all they've got. Man, if Santa Claus is your star, you're in trouble. You're in trouble. Yeah, isn't that what most of the world is? The stuff the Santa Claus is going to bring is, is, is it? That's trouble. I ain't got no problem with, with gifts and all that stuff. I'm not a Jehovah's Witness. I don't have a problem with any of that. My goodness, if you're teaching your children more about the junk of this world than, than you are Jesus Christ, should, you should have a problem. So they said to him, in Bethlehem of Judah, for, this, for thus it is written by the prophet, that you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not the least among the rulers of Judah. They were very small. That's where King David was born. For out of you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. That word ruler, that just threw all kinds of red flags up for Herod. He didn't want to hear that because he is ultimate ruler. He is ultimate. So in verse 7 it says, Then Herod, when he had secretly called the wise men, and I have a study on this, he would have been out of Jerusalem. There was, I can't think of the name of the town, but he had another town where they were going to be doing something secretly he would always go to this palace he had and they believed that they, he brought the wise men right outside of Jerusalem this palace so nobody else in Jerusalem would know about it he didn't want people to know this so then Herod when he had secretly called the wise men determined from them that, the, that the, what time the star appeared and he sent them to Bethlehem and said go and search carefully for the young child and when you have found him, bring back word to me that I may come and worship him also. What's Herod doing? He's, he's, he's deceiving. Now who's he, so who's he a picture of? Who's the great deceiver? The Satan. So who is he a picture of? Satan. Right there you have it. You have Satan right in the middle of all this. And of course he's always right in the middle of all this. But God has a plan and holy calling. Amen? And Satan has no chance against it. In Ephesians 5, 6, and 8, it says, let no one deceive you. Amen? Let no one deceive you with empty words. How many of you hear empty words at, at work and school and things? I mean, it's like, what are you even talking about? I heard a guy on the ladder the other day, he was GD this, GD that. And it's like, you know, it doesn't take much of a man. I'll stop and tell them. It doesn't take much of a man to curse like that. They ain't going to do nothing to me. I'm an old guy. I say, it don't take a man to curse like that. And they just give me those weird looking looks. And they use these. A lot of times they'll apologize. Because I want to call them out on it. It's foolish. I don't want to hear that. You say, well, go to another job. No, I'm right there on that job. I have a right to be there. But my goodness, don't I have a right as a Christian to call them out on those things? Let no one deceive you with empty words. For because of these things, the wrath of God comes upon the what? The sons of who? So when I call people out, when I call other Christians out, when I'm trying to help them, I don't want the wrath of God on them. Amen? I'm trying to help. Walk in the light. There's that light. And that light started with the star, the, the magnificent star. Walk in that light. For you were once darkness. Everyone sitting here were once in darkness. You know, even when you were a baby, you were in darkness. A baby cries, just be crying because it wants something, right? It's all full of self-centeredness, right? The good thing about a baby is, it tells us in Deuteronomy, That a a child or anybody up to a certain age, and the age of accountability, or somebody that has a mental problems in their life, they're they're held to a different standard with God. Isn't that good to know? They don't get a free ticket. That ticket wasn't free to
1: heaven. They get in. There's an age of accountability.
0: Once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk, children of light. The bright journey. This is the journey where they're going to head to. The bright journey. If you want to see the star, you will. Amen? If you want to to see Jesus Christ in all parts of your life, you will. You will witness him. You will see it. The other night was at a ball game. Brad, where you at? There he is. It was at Braden's ball game. It was Friday night, right? You know what I'm going to tell him though. Braden's been struggling a little bit. Confidence, attitude. been struggling a little bit, but he's doing better. He has been doing a lot better. And the other night he was uh they were playing Columbus East and he's from Columbus North and and uh it went into overtime. And he's out there playing, just doing the best he can. And it went into overtime. Uh, come down to I think four-minute overtime with Brad or something like that, and they come down. They were they were down two points. It was Columbus East, and that's the big rivalry. I mean, the place is packed out. And uh, I'm sitting there, I'm thinking, Lord, this boy's been having a rough time. You could make it where he could just uh, do something just special night to build his mind. Con- would you would you allow that to happen? Buzzer starting to blow. They're, they're going to lose this ball game. As the buzzer's blowing, his basket goes through the net. Overtime, double. And they win the game by two. He said, well, Paul, that's just crazy. You know what? Vicky was praying the same thing. Brad was Because we love him. We want him to be lifted up in God. Now, I know that God cares about all things in our lives. And I know that God had that planned out. You could say that's foolish. I don't think so. Does God care about the game? I don't think he gives a hoo hoos about the game. But I think he loves our prayers, and he loves praise. Amen? He doesn't want to beat praise. He wants to build him up. You can do with whatever you want with that. But for me, I'm going to believe that God answered his prayers. That. Because it built his confidence up. It built who he is up, and he needed that. Isn't that a great thing? You think God didn't care about you? He cares about every detail of your life. Every aspect of your life, from the very minute to the most important things he cares about. That's the God I love. That's the God I serve. Amen? That's this magnificent star. Because, see, he is a magnificent star. If you want to see the star, you will. I saw that star that night. Amen? I see him continually. Those who see the star will never be the same. can't. And that's what I don't quite get about the church sometimes. Once you've seen this magnificent star and you know that the plan and the goal he had on my star fell down. The plans and the and the goals and the things he You what, if you want to see how how just a, a minute part of how big God is, just go to YouTube or or Google or, Goble, or uh, what is it called? Google whatever, Weederbug whatever they call them things. I don't know. Just punch in just punch in the Jesus star, and then be prepared to spend about an hour just roaming through and going through and and looking at the things and and how all this took place detailed, with facts, with the scriptures of God's word. It's a wonderful thing to watch. It moves you. It changes you because you start to realize the depth of God, the vastness of God, and be, and all that he's created, and all that he's done still cares about you. and the
1: smallest,
0: star will never be the same. Their lives are filled with a holy calling and a holy plan. This is it here. Magi had a holy calling. They had a holy plan. You know what? For thousands of years we're sitting here, standing here and sitting here today still talking about it. Amen? We're still discussing The king, they departed. And behold, the star which they had seen in the east went before them. God was guiding them. Amen? You know, God guides us today, from the Word of God. Amen? This is our guide today. This, circumstances, the church, prayer, this is our guide today. There's no other guide. It's right there. There's no other way. It's right there. It doesn't take computers. Full of room, a room full of servers and all kinds of things to figure this out. It's right here in 66 books on how to live your life, how to follow the star. It's right here. It doesn't take a, a, a genius to figure it out. It's right there. It doesn't take scientists to figure it out. Um, you know what about scientists? I'm just going to, just one second. Scientists, science can be right. Scientists aren't. Got me? You've got a lot of scientists out there that, that try to change science. Science is all right, but science, a lot of scientists are not. Pay attention to God's word. If it doesn't go along with God's word, it didn't happen. When they heard the king, they departed, and behold, the star which they had seen in the east went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was. What a magnificent God. He moves these planets like they were little marbles or something. He does whatever he wants with him. He can move him, he can say, stand still, Marble, and it stands still. He can move anything and do anything at any time. Magnificent Well I don't know what God wants for my life. Well, it's because you're not getting close to God. Because He has a plan, He has a calling. And He's not going to hold it back from you one moment longer than necessary. Where the young child was, when they saw the star, they rejoiced. What they do? Everybody say it. What they do? Talked about that last week. They rejoiced with what? Exceedingly what? Great joy. All of Jerusalem is not rejoicing. They're a few miles away. They don't care. They're going through their busy lives. They don't give a hoot. But three strange men from another country, in which even a cold war going on. They come over. No matter what the danger might be, no matter what it is, they are going to find this magnificent star. We've got people who can't get out
1: of bed on Sunday morning.
0: My goodness, Jesus. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. And when they had come into the house, it wasn't, in a, it wasn't in, a, in a cave or a manger anymore. It was in a house. It came. Can you just imagine this big entourage coming into Bethlehem, a town with 200 people? You, who knows how many entourages in this, camels and all the things they need are coming into this town. Money's coming into this town. They're going to help support this town because of the things they're going to have to buy for the trip back. In you know, them in Jerusalem, there's all kinds of things. I mean, there's a lot of talk going on here. And it's going to be about one thing, a magnificent star. Because, buddy, they're looking at the star over that house. And they know there's something special in that house. Amen. And when people come into this church, they got to know there's something special in here. It's you because of Jesus Christ that lives in your life. Amen. You're special. You're so special that God died for you.
1: You're special.
0: over and over and never stopped. When they came into the house, they saw the young child. It was not a baby, it's a child. With Mary, his mother, and everybody tell me what they did. Fell down and worship. Three magi, wise men, a thousand miles away, And because of something God did through Daniel hundreds of years earlier, they were reading and learning, and they saw something magnificent in the sky. And they put it all together. And they don't look at a little, we call them puggles around here, don't we? Is that what we call them, puggles? Little toddlers? Those all softened up, maybe, I don't know. They walk in his house, and there's a little toddler running around, some kind of cloth on, going to the bathroom everywhere they marry the mother, you know,
1: and they fall down. Tell me God's not real.
0: Tell me God's not real. Because there's no reason them to do that except God put it in their hearts. Amen. And God puts it in our hearts. They fell down and they worship. And when they had, and you see that hymn, whenever you see that capital H, it's always deity. Whether it's part of the Trinity, whatever, it's always, whenever you see that capital H in the Bible, it's always deity Him. And when they had opened their treasures, what they brought all the way from Persia, from Saudi Persia, when they opened their treasures, they presented gifts to him. Now these gifts, I'm not going to get into gifts when I have time today, but they're gifts for a king. You know what? You know what a king would get back in? He would get gold. A king doesn't want, he doesn't want, he doesn't want copper or brass, he wants gold. Amen. That's what they want. They want the gold. Bring me the gold. They bring gold. Now, they bring in these other incense, too, because there's a significant snap We don't have to talk about today, but the significant myrrh is burial. These come out of the gums of a tree, myrrh and and frankincense. Uh, And when they opened their treasures, they presented the gifts to him, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Then they divinely, I love this part. Then they were divinely, somebody, Mike, read that for me. Didn't God take care of His people? And you know, I, I think when I get to heaven, I'm going to shake hands with those wise men. No, I think I will. You know what? They, they traveled a thousand miles there and a thousand miles back. They spent. Six You know these verses. I'm going to read them. We're going to close. For I know the thoughts that I think. This is God when when Judea is in Babylon, and He's given this out to so them. They were going to be captured 75 years there. Daniel's time when He was there, and this is what Jeremiah, the prophet, says to the from God. This is God speaking. For I know the thoughts that I think towards you. God has thoughts, Amen. Has thoughts towards you because He loves you. Says, for he has thoughts for you, says the Lord. Thoughts of what? Everybody say peace. Peace. And not of what? Evil. So if evil's in your life, it's creeping in your life, then peace is creeping out of you. Isn't it? Because God has thoughts of peace in your life, not of evil. Satan, the great scepter, would have liked to have done evil to the wise men. A future and a hope. That's the plans and the calling has. A future and a hope. Then you will call upon me and go and pray to me. One of the things people have trouble with. Gotta call upon God. Go and pray to Him. And and I will listen to you. This verse 13 is on my light over my desk. It's been there since day one of this church. One of my favorite verses. It says, And you will seek me and what? Find me. If you're looking for the star, you'll find the star. If you're looking for a Hollywood star, that's your life. If you're looking for a football star, have at it. But if you're looking for the magnificent star, you will find him. Amen? He wants you to know who he is. When you search for me, everybody say with all your heart. Everybody say it, please, with all your heart.
1: there? There you go. Who's got the words for the week? Yep. The magnificent star still shines in the heart.
0: A magnificent star will, sh- will still shine in the heart of all who follow. All who follow. Let's stand. I don't know who you looked up to in your life most of the time. Some of us look up to mom and dad, and that's a great thing. Glad you
1: do.